From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like the show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 253, and today I am joined by filmmaker Rob Haggins. Rob is on YouTube and other social media as the Bespeckled Mofo, so please check him out. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. All right, so we're sitting down to watch The Darkest Hour. I'm Jeremy. I have not seen this film. Not only have I not seen it, I know zero about it. I for, <laughs> for about two weeks while Rob and I were setting this up, I thought we were watching the Gary Oldman Darkest Hour. Yeah, no, we are we are not uh we're definitely not watching uh that kind of movie. We're this is I remember like suggesting this to you. I was like, this movie is terrible. We should watch it for the podcast. Um this- <laughs> and that still tracks with what I've heard about the Gary Oldman one. I haven't heard like Ama- terrible things, but I haven't heard amazing things. Right. So, so I was like, okay, yeah, that just confirms that I'm down to watch a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was, it was just one of those things, but this actually, uh, I feel like, you know, in terms of like, uh, you know, the, the sort of uh, thing of the podcast, this is one of my black hole films. It was one of my black hole films where I remember seeing it. I remember liking the trailer and then I was like, all right. Cause I'm, uh, you know, sort of a fan of Emil Hirsch. Um, who's the lead actor in this film? And I was like, I'll watch that. I'll watch that. And then it never, um, I never got a chance to just like pick it up. And then a few months ago, I, it was just hanging out on one of those days where, you know, it was like one of those pandemic movies that I caught up on and just watched it. And I was just like, this is amazingly bad. I've got to watch this with Jeremy. And my son's going to join because he has an affinity for bad movies as well. Yeah, so I'll be interested to see what you think, and then we'll have like a, a, a conversation afterwards about a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know nothing. The only thing I did know was Emil Hirsch because when I looked it up, uh, I saw that he was in it. But I know yeah. that and like some kind of vague image of the poster that I tried not to look at for too long. Yeah, holding some kind of a weapon, I think, and that's all I remember <laughs> from, from the poster. Yeah, that that'll, that'll be fun. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm assuming there there's a genre element in play. Don't tell me. I, uh, I I I couldn't even fathom what this is about because yes, I, I don't even I don't even know if I've ever heard of this film until you mentioned it. So I'm 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 going in as literally blind as I possibly could, which makes me very excited. Yeah, I'm really interested to hear what you what you're going to think about this after after we watch. All right, so there's not much more to say because I know nothing more, and I don't want you to spoil anything. No, 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 no. Let's let's just go do it. All right, we'll be right back. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. We just finished, and uh, why why did you do that to me? I thought we were, <laughs> I thought we were friends, Rob. I thought we liked each other. 
Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I have to apologize for this one. I don't know. I, I like the first time I saw this. Like I said, it was a few weeks ago, and like, or yeah, or something. Like, and I, I don't know. Like, I, I was like, this is so bad, but exciting. I've got to like, it's so. I've good. got to watch this with Jeremy. It's and, interesting. But then I was like, then as we. Like, I was trying to go back, and I was like, the second time I watched it, I was like, I feel really bad about making jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's okay. Because I got because my, my son does have an affinity for watching movies that are just, like, problematic. Because um, yeah. he gets to do, like, his own version of pitch meeting while we're watching the movie and just make fun oh, of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So he's he's down for a movie that, that is not great. Uh, this one's weird because it's not, like, terrible. Yeah, it's it's because it my son's even like it kind of works like it doesn't look right. It's not it's not it's not awful. It's just not good. And but yet it's also awful. It's it's good. <laughs> like it's funny. I was like, like the Rotten Tomato score is like twenty five no fifteen twelve fifteen or twelve percent twelve percent yeah. But the audience score is twenty five. When the audience yeah. score is bad, that's when you know because right. Often you'll get like a, you know, you can, I've seen films that have like a 20, 30%. Something the bombs, yeah. Crit- critics critic, just don't get it. Yeah. Critics, but then the audience is like 50 or 60 or higher. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like the original Star Wars. Like when the, the movie originally came out, people were just, the critics were just like, this is a piece of crap. And the audience was like, we love this. I don't know what your problem is, critics, but we yeah. love this. Yeah, exactly. Watch it over and over and over again. And the but this critics one, had to go come around, you know? Yeah, this one's just like, it's First bad. of all, again, like I knew nothing about <laughs> anything, right? So imagine my surprise when 14 minutes in with what I'm watching, like two like guys that don't even understand that you have to have people sign an NDA when right. you send them software. Like I like how like he takes he, they make that douche joke, the non-douche agreement. Yeah, like, yeah. As if you're above NDAs. No, dude, that's common practice when you work in tech. Maybe people sign shit or they'll steal your your they'll steal your stuff, right? They'll what steal the- your tech. What you're you've done this much work and you know this much about it? You you've flown to this other country. Could, yeah. you, you missed an email that said don't come. I don't think he even sent it. I think he was just trying to be like you know whatever, like you know that sort of thing. Because even in 2011, when this movie came out, you know people were ubiquitously sort of checking their email like on the regular. You know what I mean? It's not one of those like, did you get my email? And it's like 1997, like you've got mail type thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's no, like, this you know? is, yeah, again, so yeah, we have to, again, movie's 10 years old now. Uh, yeah. So, but fuck, so the, getting over <laughs> that, then all of a sudden, with no, outside of the opening credits, which has like a sci-fi, like, treatment to it. Right. You know, yeah, no uh, parameters, no, it's just like alien invasion. Just, yeah, do, just do, do, do. like, these people could have been anybody. Yeah, it didn't matter that they were, you know, software designers. Ish. No. I mean, it mattered that they had some understanding of tech. I think uh, this happened like when it, I think um, I got to check on this. Like a good oh, day I, to die hard. I have a theory how this movie got made, uh, which uh, we let's get into later because um, yeah. But I think this was one of that period where like Russia had like a big film thing like they had a big film initiative and then a lot of movies just like inextricably got moved to russia 
so that people would shoot there and people were getting these film bonuses for shooting most of their movies there and they were getting all of this money back. Well, that's just it. So uh, there's some, oh, there's some mob shit going on here for sure. <laughs> I, I, I smell like, and when this movie didn't do well, somebody got hurt. Yeah. Because uh, I was just looking at going, well, it's, this movie, it was shot in 3D too, right? It's a 3D movie. Yeah, I believe so, uh, yeah. So this is like on the heels of Avatar, right? Mm-hmm. Big 3D craze is coming back in the theaters. So anyone was funding anything with a 3D element, right? So right. the the Russians, I'm sure, like again, it's like you're saying, like, there's no reason this movie should take place in Russia. Because, right. I mean, the visual effects aren't amazing, but they're not no. cheap, like a lot of the stuff that's yeah, going on. Yeah, movie- what's going on? Like they got full on like uh ghostly whatever alien things or whatever like but that. But even the set this like the set, the the background CGI and even like the mall the- sequence had to be expensive as fuck. That's what my son was saying. He's like, What is this movie? How did it pay? <laughs> like I was like, blood, someone died, someone died in mean, this movie. Well, here's work. the thing. I, I want to sort of bring this up because this has been a thing that I think that's been happening, or I I think it's been happening for a few years where there seems to be this like space where like, I know we have like one to three and four to five and seven to 10, you know what I mean? But like, I feel like there's this space where this $25 million action movie is sort of coming back. It's sort of taking the place of like mid budget fare. Uh-huh. And that's it. I feel like this movie sort of falls into that category of like this $25 million. There was sure. another one with, um, with the guy from the maze runner. I think it's called love and monsters. Oh, that um, one's good. That one's really good. Yeah, I know. But it's also in that $12 million, $25 million space where you're just like well, that. Especially now, because that movie's more recent. This movie mm-hmm. is 10 years ago where, you know, digital wasn't quite where it is now. It, right. The effects have, have are far, far cheaper now than they were mm-hmm. back then. So, yeah, I think maybe 25. Because it's, I mean, it. and this is not meant to be disparaging, although it will sound that way. You know, the cast is B, C-level actors. You yeah. know, for the most part, you know, I, I love Mia Emile Hirsch and Olivia Thor- Thorby and I really Joel want to Kinnaman. work with Olivia Thorby. Like she's I, fan. I, I love her. Um, but you know, they're not a list actors, right? Yeah. In this movie, so it's not like the but like the the. So they were like, let's just get and and Max Minghella is great too, and Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. But as I so they have a decent cast, right? Right. Who who are just trying so hard to make some of that dialogue work. All of um, these people went on to do much better things. Like the writer of this movie went on to write the first Doctor Strange and Passengers and the the last Dune movie. Um, what like, the, I can't imagine the director went on. Did he? I don't think he went on to do anything. <laughs> that, <laughs> that poor director. Suffered. I don't. Think, I think everybody else except the director went on to do. Like, no, but it just if it feels like a movie that came out uh, that like got made because of the the three D the three D craze and then yeah. it was just like and the tax incentives. Yeah, and then it just didn't work. Uh now he's made stuff since uh, has he? Wait a minute, let's see. This poor man. I can't imagine. No, he did not. Yeah, Chris Gorak, no. I mm-mm. yeah. Nope. This uh this killed it. This killed his career. <laughs> Wow, poor bastard. <laughs> I mean, this is a hard one to come back from. You know, it, you know it lost people a lot of money. I'm telling you, this is in that $25 million action space where, like, you know, like, here's another one. Like, Creed is in that space. You know what I mean? The original Creed. 
Like there's a thing where if you can get to that budget, but then that's the thing because you know, you and I both know that it's not really like a 20, 20, $25 million action space. It's really a $50 million action space. But you know, it goes with marketing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, what's crazy about this guy's career. Do you know what he was before he was a, uh, a director? No, he was an art director. Listen, Listen to the movies he worked on. Okay. Minority Report. What? The Man Who Wasn't There. Okay. Fight Club. Wow. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Jesus. So he was like an art director at Tombstone at, at the top of his game. Right. And then he was also a production designer. He did Lords of Dogtown, Blade Trinity. So he came up from the art department. Which Yeah, I mean, it could, I mean, he's a vet. I mean, you know, the movie's like, you know... But clearly not a guy. So again, and not to spare against this, this gentleman who's, who's no. directing career was very short lived. Um, <laughs> but he, you know, obviously doesn't probably isn't doesn't work with actors, doesn't know how to like. So the actors, I'm guessing in this movie, were left to themselves. You know, not that they're yeah, getting bad but they're so but they're such professionals. You know, like you know, they're you know, turn one and let them go. Yeah, they, yeah. He's also working with the cast that doesn't need him to direct. Right. Him, right. But it's just, yeah, so it's it's 3D craze, director who knows how to be on set. <laughs> uh, and uh, wow, wow. They got him for cheap, though. That's the other thing. They got him for cheap. Well, that's just it. It's just like all the money was put into the, the all the money is on the screen, right? Right. But none of the talent. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Just the the writing, it's just uh, let's uh, where do we start. It's functional writing though. It's very functional. You know what I mean? Like and, it, and even the sort of ex- explanations, like it's like they see something happen and they extrapolate. And the extrapolations how? Then, no, no, I, I, <laughs> like as soon as they started killing as soon as this thing started working, I'm like, that's it. Fuck. I'm like, how do you how do you like figure that out? I, I guess I, my brain doesn't work that way. But see, I you know, when you sort of, you know, because I've sort of think of it in terms of like uh like human beings are so or maybe it's just because of americans i always put it like that we're so sort of geared towards like oh man we have an enemy like let's find a gun or you know what i mean or let's let's figure out what this enemy's weakness is and find a gun yeah. where is this whole thing like i guess sort of like that that the american mindset and the russian mindset are very similar because it's like let's find this fucker's weakness and then get a gun and shoot it well and that's to, <laughs> to be fair though it's like okay so let's i mean okay that i want to get into that but one second so so i just want to like pick back up to like the inciting incident so right. outside the bar which is a terrible transition oh god well that whole meet cute between those two couples is so bad it's yeah. just all, all the right everything like oh it's just it's just like i don't know i can't even get into it but so <laughs> we 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 leave that whatever that is uh or yeah. i know what that is that's to set up these four characters so they'll be together for the rest of the movie even though they just met right um anyway because they took a selfie together as as the world fell apart so yeah they're outside and suddenly, uh, what did I, I was trying to come up with a name for it, and the best thing I could come up with was Electro Pixie Shredder. Yes, because um, it doesn't. That's have a, a perfect description description of it. Electro Pixie Shredder, uh, and that turns people into people confetti. That has is no blood, dust. Yeah, yeah. like just immediately 
sucks all of the bio, uh, uh, not just electricity, but the bio anything out of you, turns them into dust. But doesn't cause you to scream while it's happening. It's not painful, apparently. Apparently not. <laughs> and nobody. Well, screams. I mean, the dog sort of yelps when it happens to the dog. Only the dog. None of the humans <laughs> react in any kind of an emotional way. They yeah. just kind of, like their faces don't even shift. It's yeah. like nobody, nobody told the actors like, hey, oh, way, this is the no. point where you're being electrocuted. Maybe react as if like something is like shredding you, but no, they don't. <laughs> they're all. They, it's just like they. Some it, of them manage to look surprised, and they're just like, oh wow, this is happening. Yes, it got me. <laughs> and and they have these magical lassoes that don't kill you, but bring you closer to the thing that does. Yeah, I guess you have to hit the threshold. That seems what it seems to be like. They have like. But it's like uh, like whiplash in in, in Iron Man two. Well, it's that like, thing when when you finally get to see inside this cr- the, the the fucking gnome or whatever is living inside of the middle of this. Yeah, thing. you see this the thing shredding this thing shredding around. So that's what's killing yeah. people. But here's the thing. So later on, so we find out these things have come to Earth to mine our resources. That makes sense. I get it. I'm on board. Sure. Sure. Okay. Got it. Uh, I'm not going to get into the barrage of world issues that <laughs> of why this they do this and why they do that. But the biggest one is that the the dude, the Russian dude with army guy at the end uh, who joins their team uh, says that. What does he say? He says they oh the humans are in their way and that's why they're killing us. Yeah. How are they? We in their way? They're going under the ground. They want to just go down. Well, how are we in their way? Like, well, I mean, if they're stealing our resources, you know, you don't know how they're, they're planning to steal our resources. But those kind of resources are in, like, you know, our cell phones, our, our this, our that. So if they're taking the thing, is eventually going to have some sort of resistance. So they're just sort of like, I can at least see where it's just like. Preemptively killing us. Yeah, preemptively doing so it. It's so, it's easier, like, so it's easier to take the resources. Right. Okay. Okay. It's like a yeah. hostile takeover. It's like an Elon Musk style hostile takeover of Twitter. Instead of that, it's just like they're just like, well, I'm just gonna do this. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna okay. I don't give a shit. I get it. Yeah, okay, fine. And we're ants to them. So it's like just go squash yes. the ants. Um but it's just at no point are these things like scary or anything. No. Like the movie's never scary. It's I'm not I'm not sure it's just it's, it's not really trying to be scary, but it doesn't. But it doesn't. But what's it trying to be then? I, I mean, it, it's definitely because for me, it's like it sort of dips dips into. But then again, I I I, I get ding for this all the time. But I think aliens is scary. But there's a difference between alien and aliens. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, and so, but I think aliens is still scary. It's terrifying to me. Like that's one of the most scary, the most scariest movies I've ever seen. Just because like I'm so invested in those characters. Like I, and I just, I, it's ter- the aliens themselves are terrifying to me. Plus, every time you shoot them, acid. Like that's the thing. Like it, you, can, they can be shot, but acid. So well, you, yeah. We're, so we're he- we're here. It's just like, so we've got a creature who can't sneak up on us. Uh, we can't see. We don't have anything to like identify with it. Uh, I don't know. It just does. There's not enough rules. Like when I look at something like a quiet place, which is so yeah, simple, right, which is right, like right. The opposite of this. So simple, right? But beautiful and simple and scary. But there's an example. I think that was what an eight, twelve million dollar. I think movie? it was ten. Yeah. So there's an example of probably a third of the budget of this movie, if not less. Right. Uh, and you know, probably bigger named stars. To be fair, like Emily Blunt, definitely. 
Oh uh, yeah. And John and, Krasinski. Um, John Krasinski too. Yeah. He's amazing, but he, you know, definitely, you know, not an A-list actor the way his wife was. So, you know, she's he, definitely bigger than he is. Yeah. Yeah. And she got him on, he got her on board because they're married. Right. Um, <laughs> all, but it doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not displaying that. Cause I love the hell out of the movie. And I love all of them. Right. Yeah. But just saying that it's like, that. I love example, both of them. But to be but that's honest. an example of like rooting Doing the story in something in, a, in a, an emotional core, making yeah. it so you know, the rules are simple and we understand them. And very quickly, because you feel for that family within the first five minutes, like after what happens to yeah. the kid. Don't make a sound and you'll be fine. Right. Shut, shut the fuck up. That's what the movie If If Jordan Peele had made that movie, it'd be called Shut the Fuck Up. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, just, yeah. Shut up. Shut uh, shut up. To that point, uh, before I forget, my, I took my son to see uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent last night. Oh, my God. Uh, and uh, they had a trailer for Nope in front of it. Yeah. That trailer is so messed up. And then Nope It is. Up. It is. You're <laughs> just like, I have no idea what's happening in this, but they have my money already. They have and, my money. But it's so great because it's bizarre. The tone looks dark and weird. And then all of a sudden, the tower comes up. Nope. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> you get a, you get a laugh, right? And it just yeah. works. But someone's like, what the fuck is that? So it's explaining to him like the Jordan Peele. Uh, yeah, type of movies and how Nope just like, you know, like the, the you know. I mean, that's pretty much what every black person is in every horror movie. They're just like, nope, nope, not doing it. Like that's what just, I said. That, that's yeah. what I told him. I said, I said, explaining. I had to get out the idea that it's like most, you know, most people that you know, most black people that watch movies, horror movies. They, I would never stay there. I'd be the yep. fuck out of there. I'm like, that's what Get Out's about. It's, it's trying to turn on its head. Nope, takes it even further. It's like, nope. There's a apparently there's a really great moment in the Candyman remake where somebody like opens the door on like a dark basement. And you like see down there, she's like looking for her boyfriend. And then she sees down like this dark basement hall and it's like scary shit. And she just closes the door and like, nope, not going down there. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Nope, not doing it. Fuck it. Like, I don't like you that much. You know what I mean? Cause that's pretty much how I'm like, this, this way I'm like, you know, I feel like if you had that perspective in most horror movies, like most of them wouldn't happen just cause you're just like, nope, not doing it. Nope. Sorry. Like, Where's the there's there's one of there's certain movies I feel like where I'm where I'm happy that the cast is all white just because I know that I'm like like you're about to watch a bunch of stupid people die right exactly or like my my favorite character in a horror movie my absolute favorite character in a horror movie is the black cameraman in Scream Two where he like people start dying and then the black cameraman is just like I gotta go and she's like what are you talking about he's just like. Brothers in this situation don't last long. And your last cameraman got killed. I'm out. And she's like, you can't leave. And he's like, deuces. And he rolls out for the rest of the movie. Then comes back when everyone else is dead. And he's like, I'm ready to do my job now. The horror movie is over. And I'm like, that's who I would be in that movie. I'm going to leave until the murders stop. Until yeah. <laughs> he's the That's smartest, where I'm going. He's the smartest character in the movie. Smartest character in the movie. Just like, nope, I'm out. I'm out. That's it. They had the foresight to write that character. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm so I'm so glad. To, like I said, I was just like, this is the greatest horror movie of all time. Like, <laughs> and here we have all all, all Caucasian people uh, doing stupid shit, right? And so you know, when they see when they see, I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, I get it. Like you know, well, even when but, when they, when they get split up in that building, and the and the Russian girl's like, yeah, I know where to hide, and they're like, nope, we're gonna go back to the thing, even though this girl that knows the building way better than we do. 
Uh, right. And then, yeah, she's like, she's like, the, yeah, I'm going to run up these stairs. She's like, you don't have time. You don't yeah. have time. Yeah, sure. But she, where does she go? She goes outside. She doesn't go to hide nowhere. <laughs> she was she at least, we don't know where she was going to hide. Her hiding space might have been way better, but at least, you know what I mean? She yeah. didn't get the Russian guy killed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, smart, the, smartest, stairs. the smartest guy in the room. No, but like we were saying, but just setting up rules and the simplicity of it, like they use that bar scene to kind of set up some kind of rules and how it reacts to fire and gunshots. And it just feels like that whole sequence is, it feels like the first level. Yeah, they're trying to toss some like horror movie rules, kind of. It feels like the first level of a video game where you're learning how to play. Yeah. Uh, But but it's it's not, even then, it's not that great. You know, it's it's not smartly done. Yeah. Like, then then there's, you know, they throw out things like, how do you know? That they want to, that they see by bioelectricity. I don't know, Shark Week? Like, <laughs> they, keep on, they keep on using that shark metaphor over and over again. They made a yeah. reference to it later on. But it's. Yeah, so- they talk about it during uh, yeah, the shark cage, bro. Like when they talk about the Faraday cage. Yeah. And they yeah. make the shark cage, and then they meet up with the Fortnite army, whoever those guys are. <laughs> yeah, the Russian militia. Sure, I still want to call them the Fortnite Army because they all looked like they were <laughs> <laughs> different things. I don't know. It's just what else did I write down? They're just Russian militia. They're just rolling around with like rocket propelled grenades and uh, you know AK forty sevens, full on AK forty sevens. Just okay. Uh, I loved how like. Please try again. Oh, what's going on? Siri apparently had decided to uh, on the tough. Siri wants to know what we're doing. So yeah, they had that lock-off shot where they're like, we're like four or five days is passing where they're stuck inside the bar back room. Yeah, they were. They at one point when they get to Tuesday, all of a sudden there's a body wrapped up in the foreground, and that wasn't there. No, they they wrapped it up at the beginning. The body was down there when they got down there, and then Saturday they're wrapping the body. I understand, but for a second I totally forgot about that guy. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the dude with the red shirt, and I was like, "They killed, they killed Joel Kinnaman's character." I get it. I yeah. would have. Like that's but, the other thing where they're just like, you know, where Joel Kinnaman's character is because a, a complete piece of shit. I care nothing about what happens to him, and I don't get that they go. I don't believe that they go after him. Right, exactly. When they go out, he's like out there shooting just randomly, and they're like, "Who's out there shooting?" And of course, it's that that dumbass. And I'm like, let him die. As soon like as he's he- trying to get himself killed. As soon as he got a gun, they blast all over. Yeah. Tackle that fucker and take the gun away and shoot him. Get like he is a liability. Yeah, he is. He's a complete liability. And then they like then for some reason he gets like a hero's death. Cause they they're trying it's like some sort of setup where they're just like, you just never know how you're gonna act until you you're in the moment. Then he gets some sort of hero. No, like, no, this guy's a piece of shit. I don't care. He gets okay. His death in particular bothered me because he gets chopped in half. Yeah. And spins around. And then the other half gets him. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the whole time, no blood, no screaming, nothing. Nothing. That's just bad. Anyway, that's just bad visual effects. <laughs> that's just bad visual effects directing where you're like, you're not giving the actor a realistic description of what's happening to their body this time. Yeah. Um, the Max Mangella death surprised me. That one really hurt, actually, because I'm just like, I really liked his character. And I was like, every way, every time these people try to go a different place, they get somebody killed. They get at least one person killed. Like, you know, it's just like it, it, the movie has stakes. I will say that it does sort of seem to understand that 
you know, this is kind of a horror movie and there kind of needs to be stakes and they're just whittling it down until you get to, you know, the sort of core of like, uh, you know, Emile Hirsch's character and uh, Olivia Thurby's character. But like, it's definitely pushing those two together. And I feel like sort of in an organic way, like it's not not forced. Yeah, exactly. But it was just like... But it's good actors, right? Yeah, yeah. But the other thing was, it was just kind of like, like I really like Max Mignola's character. Like I wish he had not. Like that was like... My son described it as... Um, whenever like some characters got killed, he says, "Don't worry, Dad. They'll introduce some others real quick so they can kill more." <laughs> yeah. So and and they kept on doing that, right? Sergei, it felt like long. it felt like the death in Chronicle when they kill off Michael B. Jordan's character, and you're just like, "What? Why? Like I liked him the most. Yeah. I don't care about anybody else in this movie. This is ridiculous. I'm, yeah. I'm almost checked out of that movie because of that. I was, I was like, I'd have been okay if Emil Hirsch's character died." Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, but I don't just, know why he got to be sort of the default de facto group leader. Like I don't understand that. Like yeah. because he was the biggest named actor they had, maybe ish. <sighs> um, clearly, they were setting this movie up for a sequel, right? Yeah, we will rise again. Like they've stopped. <laughs> playing that rock star. <laughs> it's like this is how it starts. Then that clip really feels like a like a like a studio tacked on. Like the studio came back and was just like, we need to uh, cement the fact that they're going to fight on that. This is the beginning of the war. It feels like a studio note. That last part with them and the um, where they're listening to like the things on the on the yeah on the radio or whatever like that. That feels like a studio note where they're like, it's no, uh, this ending doesn't feel like they're they, they setting up enough, enough of a sequel. We got a shout out for, for Toronto in there that Toronto is uh, fighting back and that there was a, a resilience in Toronto. So I, I yeah. appreciate that. that. Canadian ingenuity. You know, they've got. <laughs> we, have a, we, have, we have a giant broadcasting tower that I'm sure fucked them up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that Just didn't help all them. over the place. Just like, oh, God, this fucking tower is killing us, man. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. It's like those people in Ireland and um, fucking uh, a quiet place, too. Right. Um where they use a radio station to take them out. But yeah, man, I did. Anyway, but for me, I was just kind of like, it's not terrible. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's almost too bad. It's functional, but it's not good. It's the kind of thing where it's like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Like you should have known better. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, there's enough good people working on this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Because like, like that art director worked on good movies. He knows he's read good scripts. And the screenplay the guy who wrote the screenplay, he's worked on good scripts. Like he's worked on decent movies. It's like, like Dune, like Passengers, like Doctor Strange, the original Doctor. I love the original Doctor Strange. Like, yeah. How? How? I don't a good know. thing he came away with escape, but the uh, not so much the director. Yeah, that was. It doesn't look like he went it. back to. Art I mean, in the, in the features, that's what the be. It falls on your shoulders. It's not going to fall on everybody else. It's what falls on you. No, but it's like he didn't even go back to art directing after. It doesn't look like like he just gave up. Kind of dropped off. He maybe that correct. was just like his one like shot, and it was just like you know afterwards it was just kind of like that shit happens. You get uh, he directed out. two. I guess no. A couple years later, he directed two episodes of the Snatch TV series. Hmm. So you know. But that was it. But the guy hasn't didn't work after that. 
maybe maybe he died. I don't I don't want to wish death on anyone, but maybe that's why. No, I mean, what did it say? Probably. That poor guy. Alas, that's why. I don't know. There's something terrifying about like making a big budget movie like that. If, but then yeah. it's like you just got, but a guy like that, like, like, just wouldn't know the script is bad. I guess is all I can think of. Or, or they just maybe. offered him way more money than he's normally getting, but still less than they'd pay a normal director for that kind of job. And uh, and they, yeah, I just can't can't understand. Anyway, good for him for getting the job sucks that it destroyed his career uh allegedly unless maybe he was just done maybe he was just like nah i'm out yeah some people just you know they they like you go through something like that especially you know like studio stuff and they just like you know you finally you're just like you know what i'm done like i've tried it like i i you know I, i went through the fire and you know what this just isn't worth it for me like you know you work it must have been way out unpleasant like it was one of those movies that they didn't even release it to to critics in advance and when that happens you know you know they're just trying to protect any any box office they can maintain before yeah but not getting the early warning out yeah yeah Yeah. uh i made a note of that the the russian woman who was putting bricks up in her window yeah yeah we saw it go through walls did she not get the memo (laughs) She's just trying to just doing anything that she can. I don't know where she got mortar and bricks. She made it. I, I, I mean, mortar you can make dust, dust and water. I mean, the great, that but where did she get the bricks? Unclear. Who's hauling them for her? Unclear. unclear. They're inside of her apartment. She, that's how she works out. <laughs> but also, this is this was like clearly like we had established they've been they've been hanging out in the back room of the bar for six days. She waited just six days to start like. Boarding up the place? I don't know. Maybe it took. I mean, she's an old lady, Jeremy. Like maybe Fair. it took her that long to get that much up. She didn't know what's going on. She was just up in a room. I'm, I'm, I'm not an old person, but I don't know that I could break up that thing <laughs> in like three days. I don't know. I'm not a bricklayer. She does. She like, does a different layer every day. Yeah. Like, what does she like? Google it or like? Is there? Does she have like some sort of? I don't know. She couldn't Google it, I guess, not with the computers and everything down. Yeah, maybe she worked for a, a brick company and they laid her off, and that's they get that was her supplement. They gave her like a, a, a stack I don't of bricks. I don't know. Oh, what else? Yeah, yeah. It's just a weird one. Like it wasn't. It, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, like I said, it's not bad. It's just not. Like I almost wanted it to be worse. So it was more fun to watch in that way. You know what I mean? Right. You're like, every time you think the movie's going to suck harder, you're like, oh, no, that's actually kind of, okay. All right. Yeah. It's just not good. Like, the yeah. the rules aren't in place. It's trying to be And you're wondering worse. how they're getting these big, sprawling shots of Russia, like, during the day. Like, I guess all the shots, of, like, I guess they did that sort of, they pulled the uh, the 28 Days Later thing. Where it's easy to shut things down at like the 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 crack of dawn, the ass crack of dawn. Yeah, you get like an hour to shoot or something like that, like that sort of thing. That or it's just like visual effects. I'm sure they had some kind of visual effects company on board that yeah was heavily invested in this movie. Well, I guess it had to be, but you know that that at least was was seamless, at least like you know in terms of that. But 
the alien effects. It's not bad, but it's just like no, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, I, well, it, it it only works because you only get like a second glimpse at the creatures here and there. But it also yeah, and then them- you get. But no, but because there's one part where the first one explodes, and you're like, you're looking at it, and it's like, are so they just only like a skull, and a, they look whatever. like little green goblins that are like completely, yeah. completely black. It looks like a serpent skull, but the serpent tail like does some sort of wave thing and just tears shit up. It's like yeah. the constant revolving, like one of those like dual rings where they're like. Inside, still, it was weird. Yeah, I still wasn't clear of the rules of how like I like how they killed these things because it's like they shot them sometimes and that like killed them, but then it blew up everything. But then like Emil Hirsch when he threw that shard of their own. Yeah, at the end he throws the shard and, and, and it explodes. Yeah, because but I was like, did that gum up the works? I didn't get it. I didn't get the rules. But also, they could suddenly all of a sudden start controlling vehicles at the end. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? Why not just make the bus go? Um, <laughs> the bus was just ready to go. It was just going, and then they're like, I don't know, we can't stop it. <laughs> but also, they had to like create stupid things that made it weaker or less effective. Because to the whole first like act of the movie, it's just. You know, it's as terrifying as it possibly can get because as soon as this thing comes near you, you're sucked into his little thing and you're dead. Yeah, you're dead. Where all of a sudden, having to the movie, like, hey, we want to like kind of have stakes, but we also want the character to be able to get away. What should we? What should we do? It's like I got an idea. What if it like has some fingers that are made out of lightning that just search around <laughs> and shit? It's like why would it do that when it can just just as quickly move around and try to find it with its body? It's like because we want the characters to not die. And yeah, too, we created a thing that's too strong. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like they were just like, "What if it moved around?" Like, uh, did you guys see Iron Man two? Like, what if they had like whiplash kind of things? Like, it just could grab you and pull you in, like that kind of shit. And they're just like, mm. "But why not?" Like, solve our problems. But they figure out when they're in the mall that if you just surround yourself with glass, you're fine. Right. You're so fine. why don't why don't they just walk around with like a glass shield? Glass shield. Yeah. Nobody does that. That that idea is never revisited of using. Yes, yeah, well, it, it is in the in the in the in the Faraday cage, but only for a second, where they hide behind the glass table. Yeah. After, after then, they after they bust, they, they break back in and don't close the door. Yeah, and for me, I was like, okay, so wait, the Faraday cage does it repel them or does it keep them out? No, it's just they can't be. There were so many rules. They weren't supposed to be able to spur. I think that woman, that little girl said, smell them. Yeah, it said smell them in there. Like they can't get any read off of them. But it's like they're smelling the you? How do you know they're smelling you? I Like because they're, they're looking at heat signatures. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> and in, why did he build a Verity cage in his apartment? It feels like that was in response to them. But he just had that stuff kicking around. Yeah, I but that his whole apartment. We didn't get like, a lot of backstory on Sergey. Yeah, we didn't. We we just and he's and just then, a guy with a Faraday cage as, as an apartment building. And he was and for his cat. Yeah, he was fascinating. Yeah, yeah, he made a cage. There was one really good joke in there where someone they made come the cat 
about him. And I was like, yeah, this is a guy with a cat. He's like, yeah, but look at his cat. He's like, oh, fair. <laughs> it's yeah. just a shot of the cat. Like that. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, the cat it's was just, badass. Did the cat just, die? Did the cat get away? No, the cat doesn't die. But, you know, it, it, I don't imagine the cat will live that much longer. You know, the cat's just getting fed by Sergei, and he's dead now. He's dead. Yeah, fair enough. I'd watch the sequel with the cat. Sign I don't think that. that's going to happen. I don't think you're going to get that movie, Jeremy. I mean, yeah. I, I, if you can find the partners, maybe you'd like, hey, there's, I think there's a movie in this. I think if I go into Russia and even mention this movie, I'm going to end up in a dark room. Yeah. The darkest room. Like, we don't speak of it. Nobody How dare you bring up our greatest shame? Jesus. Uh, well, hopefully this, this movie will never get back. Hopefully this is the kind of company that invested in multiple movies at once. So if one of them tanked, uh, it didn't hurt them too bad. But oof. Oof. Well, there were uh, a couple, it seems like there were a couple of big production companies on this movie, like, you know, in order to, you know, but I don't think they had they high hopes. Really they had high hopes for this thing. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I don't think at that point you still had uh, DVDs were still a thing, you know, because that was 10 years ago. Redbox. So I think they figured if, if nothing else, like, you know, they could still take chances on movies like that because, you know, it, they still the thing would still have a second life on DVD if they could sell it. Be like, yeah, it was didn't wasn't a big hit in those theaters, but you know we could sell it for twenty five dollars on on DVD and Blu Ray and make a fat you know make some some of that cash back. Oh. But it's not like or like you know do that thing where they do it in America. I don't know if they do it there, but they toss a like a cheap as fuck version on dvd and just put it in a bin in every walmart and just like hope people are like willing to like bin it for like four to seven dollars yeah and this feels like that movie for sure and it yeah. was, in, was in those walmart bins Ugh, final, final nowadays thoughts. it feels like uh like one of those like something that was made directly for the red box yes um but in a much higher budget than it than than should have been allowed um, but yeah, it feels like a red box movie. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah. final thoughts, having seen it for a second time in short, final, final thoughts. I, I think these actors have big futures. All of them, <laughs> all of them, the uh, all are fine. The um, are bulletproof from this. Yeah. I think they'll do just fine. Um, I, I don't know. I I wish I sort of feel like you where I wish it had been worse so that we I've been able to enjoy the thing more but it's too functional to be awful it just yeah, yeah. but I also feel bad for making you watch it so <laughs> I apologize final thoughts I, my apologies I gotta hang out with you for an hour it's, it's, that's it's, true it's never a bad time well well thank you for uh, I'm gonna say thank you for your time I'm not gonna say thank you for the movie <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> I'm glad I got to see you. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good talking to you, man. These are always a good time. I, I promise I'll make it up to you. Next one, we'll, 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 do, we'll do something that does not suck. Yeah. And for the movie that we're going to make that was inspired by this, it's just going to be like that, just defying tropes over and over. Yeah just, gonna... yeah, just horror movies where you can actually understand what the rules are of the monster. No, we're going to create, uh, we're going we're gonna to like just make a list of all the tropes that every horror movie has, and then we're going to have a character that is faced with all of them, and it's just like, yeah. fuck, it, fuck it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not. Nope, I'm out. I'm and, out. And then the title of the movie, and nobody can steal this because I'm saying it. It's going to be on the internet. Is our title of the movie is called No Fucking Way. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm out. I'm out. As part I'm, of out. Title. I'm out. <laughs> See, that's a good like, movie. People, it's just like, that's like, that person is all of us. You could have, like, that would be a great premise for a horror movie where someone sees a horror movie situation and the whole movie is about them trying to remove themselves from the horror <laughs> but it keeps movie on situation. chasing them. Right. And you're just like, what the hell? Like, literally, I want nothing to do with this. Or, oh, fuck. Could you make it so that they went from, like, they they avoided a slasher movie, and then they ended up in, like, a supernatural horror film? Yes. And then they end up in a disaster movie? They keep on... Yeah, they just keep crossing in as the world ends. It's just, like, they keep falling into these horror movies. And every time they escape one, they fall into another one. And it's just like... Oh, it's like a version of Cabin in the Woods, though, right? Where it's like it starts off on a small level, but as they run away further, they they actually are running closer into the eye of the storm. Yes, and they're just trying to get to this whole thing. And the, the main character is like a doomsday prepper type person who has like all these plans, and they keep running into so like different survivor groups that you meet in these movies. Like in one group, they meet the like the slasher movie. They meet up with the teenagers. You know, like that sort of thing. And they're just like, oh, my God. And he's like, nope, I don't got time time for that. And then in the disaster movie, it's always that family, that family of people who are just like the father and the strange wife and the daughter. And it's just like, you know, he keeps trying to escape these people as they're just clearly like fodder for whatever's going on. It's just trying to get out of the thing and get to a safe place, which is off the grid. It just wants to get there to just survive out this apocalypse of peace. But he can't get there because he keeps running into these different genres of uh, of horror movie within this one yeah. catastrophe. Because the further, the more he's trying to get out, the further he actually runs in, right? Without, without realizing it. All right. And Is then, of written? course, once he gets into like the woods and stuff like that, he's finally got there. Then it's like the supernatural element takes over, and it's just like, what the hell, man? <laughs> it's just like Jesus Christ. All right. Of all of our movie our ideas that have come out of like bad movies, I think this is the best one. Yeah. All right. This is work. It's, we're, it's, we're, we're going to talk more. All right. <laughs> All right. But we're going to stop talking on here because some bastard's going to steal his idea because right. we, we make him sign an NDA. See Son how of a bitch. That, yeah. yeah this one, see how much we know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Right. That's what All happens. Right. We're up. Right, All right, man. See you soon. Bye. Let's all go to Thanks for joining us for The Darkest Hour. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.